It's Kirk and Callahan. I've seen a lot of finals losses for LeBron. I've never seen him so angry. I'm in a generally pissed off mood. He was furious. I don't know what JR was thinking. I don't know the question you were trying to ask. I was just trying to see if you knew exactly what his state of mind was. No, I don't know his state of mind. I can't say what he said when he was not on microphone. I prefer not to detail it because I think the conversation was meant to be mostly private. But I'll just say that LeBron felt like they got the wrong end of the stick tonight. With Kirk Minahan. Dale Arnold is getting set for his 2018 Red Sox radio debut. He almost had that Sadaharu O leg kick for a while there. Dale, you nervous? Why should I be? Whoa! The grass was high. The kitty litter was wet. Sandy Leone at the plate takes the ball inside and low. At that time, they might have used real kitty litter at Wrigley Field. And Jerry Callahan. Bossy. He did four hours of Bradford last night. Horrific. Jen, absolutely. Why can't he just do four hours with money? Why is this complicated? Complicated. When you fall and your fall is coming and it is going to be effing okay. spectacular. Ooh. Oh my god. It will be a supernova. Am I going to make up a story, John? Wow. Mutt's on tomorrow with John Tomasi. Is that right? That is confirmed. They oh. told me you were <laughs> a I didn't believe you. <laughs> but you are. On Sports Radio, WEEI. And there is, in fact, one line if you want to jump in and weigh in on Tomasi on this show. It's 617-779-7937. We'll get to the phone calls here in uh, like 90 seconds. He what? hates Tomasi was the one that just dropped off. Well, we, so if you if, you're, if you hate John back. Tomasi, then you've got one open line to jump in and tell John how much you hate him and you don't want him back on the show and you hate Trenny and Tomasi and you hate his face. Um, your your buddy Rob Bradford, so we played the, the Rob Bradford den or gen sound there. Yeah. Is he okay right now? How do you mean? Uh, Evan Drellick suggests that there's a sensitivity really been ramped up with, no, with Rob as a Bradfoe's rock solid. Are you, you know sure? That. Yeah, who are you going to believe, me or Evan? Uh, Nothing against well, I think Evan. Does Evan really think? I, I I didn't really weigh in on that as much. So he, I didn't hear this, but he thinks that I don't want to prepare for the yeah, show. Yeah, the, the amount of work. You, you weren't com- not comfortable, but like it's a lot of work to get ready for the show and read these different things. And when you do other, from? I think I his quote was like, anyway. when you do different show, like a weekend show, you're not reading and following certain things. Like, this yeah, is but I follow too that hard stuff for anyway. using my air quotes. Yeah, that's yeah. definitely not true. So I think he was. I, Evan suggested that Rob right now is in a super sensitive spot where his, the story he told was. You know, in a in a text message, he pointed out that you know Rob had screwed some spelling up on the website, and Rob like called him back and said how rude that was, and he shouldn't have done that. Why is he being a jerk to him recently? And maybe something going on with. I Rob. think it was probably because it was a group text message instead of like just just text him and just say hey, you messed up a year. In your is he story. upset he's not doing the games in Houston? Can confirm that? No, I don't hmm. think so. Okay, I, I've heard. Different. No, I've That's not fine. heard a word about that. Hmm. I would lie. To, first of all, I would definitely lie to you. Good. If the answer was yes. But no, in this case, no. I've not Apparently heard a word about that. He is in Houston. Yeah, Rob Bradford sensitive. Brad Foe is the hardest working person here. So and the most sensitive. Yeah. <laughs> From Melvin Drellick. Can we just admit that? I don't, you you I don't know see you that know that. Hold on, no. you you are one of his best friends. I, I'm not a, one of his best friends, but I work with Rob. Uh, for almost 10 years What do you mean now, by sensitive? Crazy. Like, he, people crap at him all the time. He doesn't care. Jen versus Den, he got in on but that. But that was like, funny because he wasn't the butt of the joke. I'll give you another yeah, one. Kind of was. Ev- so Evan took a terrible picture of me. Please don't retweet this, Chris. Do not let the internet know. Let's delete this picture. Let's not let anyone see it. It doesn't exist. Of me sitting where you are right now. Yeah. An aw- just an awful picture that will not be retweeted ever again. Yep. And he said if he did that to Rob, Rob makes him delete the picture. So I don't look good. Take that down. Today. That's being sensitive. I would do that. Being way too sensitive. I would do that. No, you, John. See, now you are defending your friend. Yeah. No, you're defending your friend now. 
You wouldn't do that. You've never said, oh, we can't talk about that, that or can't do that. I don't do think that. that makes you sensitive. Like, yes, oh, does. this is an ugly picture of me. Don't it's post It's the that. internet. It's embarrassing. Don't it's post It's the internet. It's, it's there to be embarrassed. Mine is like the biggest snake on the station. That, Subtle snake. That is, def- <laughs> that is definitely true <laughs> See, right now. Now we're getting to the, the truth true. of the matter. Uh, Bill in Connecticut wants to do a weigh-in on John Tomasi. Good morning, Bill. Good morning, guys. Morning. John Tomasi, the other night I was listening to you on Bradford. Oh, sorry. And yeah. Well, thank you for listening because that's Mud at Night uh, ratings points right there. Mutt, you're never on your show, buddy. I'm really not. <laughs> He's not. It's uh, Mutt in the morning. I know. But, John, I got to ask you a question. You guys are talking about Tom Brady. And all of a sudden, out of your mouth comes Tom Brady's an awful father. Oh, I didn't say that. And then it's. You call Brady an awful I father? I definitely did not you say did that. Not. In fact, yeah. in I fact Bill, like you you Bill I know exactly the conversation you're talking about, and we can go hold find on, the hold sound. Hold on, hold on, Bill, hold on, Bill, because Bill, Bill. Going after Brady's kids has is, is <laughs> been problematic at times. Uh, we can go find that conversation. And what I said was the the topic was brought up. What's he doing in Monaco? He said that this offseason was about his family and where his kids. He's not with his family if he's throwing footballs to princes off yachts in Monaco. And I said, that's not fair. We have no idea what he's doing. We can't judge his parenting just on the fact that he went somewhere and had a photo op. We don't know what he's doing the rest of the offseason. So I definitely did not say he's an awful father. There you oh, go. he's already gone. Clears well, up. whatever. Yeah. Uh, Bill's in Lynn. Hi, Bill. Yeah, hi, guys. How are you doing today? Morning, bud. Um, you know, I, I kind of support John not coming back. I, I see no upside for John. Uh, you know, unless you're a trained monkey, excuse me, Mud. Really, to be a foil on that show, is it can't be fun. You know, well, not so everyone's a foil, though. I mean, I, I'm not. I'm, I'm not saying that I mean, Tomasi is not treated the same way I'm treated, or Trenny's treated, or Alex treated. He's not. I wouldn't. I would call. Yeah, you want to call me a foil, Bill? I think it's fair at times. I don't think Tomasi's ever been painted that way. Well, the point is, everybody that seems to work there on that show has left, except for you. And I understand why you stay there. You're a full-time employee, and it's probably kind of your duty to do it and stuff like that. No, but I, I don't see any upside for John. He has to get up at 4.30 in the morning. That part is the in, absolute worst. And, yeah, and he comes in, takes four hours of crap from Kirk, and he goes home. I mean, there's no upside for him to come in. Now, well, the upside is you're on the number one show on the market. Yeah, but, but what does John get out of that? John doesn't get anything. Kirk and uh, Jerry probably get a, a lot of cha-ching. But what does John get out of that? If he gets a couple of bucks, I, he, I don't think he does it for the money. Well, yeah, if you, if, I, you're right, Bill. And thanks. If he does, if, and, and he said there, he doesn't enjoy it. And the guys have said, if you don't enjoy it, don't, don't come in. He said that to everybody, not just you. But I think you said it earlier. You said it to me and Ken Laird over at uh, the Casket Flag. And was that uh, Red Sox broadcast? Yeah. It's the juice of the show. That that is that is part of it. And some people miss it, and there are times I'm sure you miss it, and there are times you don't. That's... Yeah, this is when I say it's complicated because there is that thing. Like, I'm not going to lie. Sometimes people, I literally had someone. I was getting out of my car after I bought my Prius, which Jesus. we had talked about on the show. This is yeah. relevant to the story. And I was parking somewhere, and this huge truck stops, and this guy starts yelling at me. I'm like, oh, here we go. And he's like, great job on Kirk and Callahan. Keep giving it to Kirk. I'm like, I'm surprised you recognize me. So I knew from the car. I knew from the Prius. That's the show. And it was like, hey, you know, you can't lie. It's kind of cool. Like, yeah, people know who you are because of that show. Like, Trenny and I were doing a remote from BC one day, and some cop 
we were thought we were stuck there because all the incoming traffic for Notre Dame was coming in. We were trying to get out. Some cop recognizes from the show. He's like, I'll get you out of here. And he brings us out some secret back entrance of the parking garage so we can get out on time. And it's like, yeah, you kind of like that stuff. I'm not going to lie. It goes to your head a little bit. But that's just part of it. Uh, Joe's in a car. Hi, Joe. Hey, um, before I get to my point here, can I give you a word of advice? My- yes, please. Thank you. I, I, I think you've run the course on the referencing if Kirk was in there and how he'd react. I think it's 830. Let that be. You've said it about 60 times throughout the whole show. I've said so, it for well, with I don't Tomas- even know what you're talking about. With Tomasi, it's, to it's me. kind of important, I would say. But that's okay. All right, Joe, point, point taken, buddy. Thank you. Was here. Just, I would put that to bed. Okay. Uh, you're better than that. Um, Tomasi, I, I think that your tone it comes off as you're miserable all the time. Even your Saturday show, unless it's the show's going like, the, like you and Trenny get to talk about what you want, you guys refuse to take any derogatory calls that is going to challenge you guys. And no, then I don't. I, really, that's oh, not whoa, true. Whoa, whoa, we don't Joe, get any Joe, of those Joe, calls. Joe, Joe, you, so you're saying you've called in to try to challenge them, and the producer said you can't come on the show? I don't believe Absolutely. you. Absolutely. So Trenny doesn't yeah. want to take those calls. Well, wait. What was the topic? <laughs> what was the, yeah, what what was the, the topic? topic? It, it was on anything. I don't know specific topics. Uh, listen, I, I'll Talk tell you. I'll tell you. I mean, maybe that was said to you by a producer. I don't know. But sitting with her, she has never once said, you know, hey, Matt, behind the glass, I don't want to take calls on this. Don't take these calls. Yeah, but it goes hand in hand with her not even wanting to be on the morning show. Just like you, you come in, you're monotone. You probably do the best because you aren't, you aren't like being their little, you know, punching bag. But on the same sense, yeah, it doesn't seem like you prep, and you're just like your way or the highway, and then you go in this defensive mode, and then again, adding your tone that you're miserable all the time, it's it's terrible. That part's fair. I, I would say my way or the highway. I'm the one who got kicked off. I didn't like. I didn't decide one day. I'm not coming in here anymore. How about that? How about them apples? See, to me, the bigger story there is if you guys are actively not taking certain calls on that show. That would drive me crazy because I, I because you Never. and you and Trenny agree on a lot, which is it's fine. It's your show. That's fine. A, a dissenting voice is a good thing. I would like to hear callers call in. We and be callers critical who of call that. and disagree. That also with us worked all on that the show. Time. Yeah, we've. Oh, Deluso, you're about. the one blocking the calls. Deluso, you not. jerk. Have, have either of us not. ever said we don't want to talk about X, Y, Never. or Z? Never. I mean. Okay, well, that, no. I, yeah, the guy. The only thing we ever dropped like was when Trenny started swearing at a guy. And I turned to Matt Morell. I'm like, she's fired yeah. up. We have to drop this because she was swearing. Well, that and was also. So, and, but then we had a bunch of people that were like, super oh, sensitive. what was Trenny dropping? Oh, Trenny can't hack it. So, she, you know, somebody, somebody brought something up that she didn't like and you dropped it because you didn't want us to hear it. And it was like, no, it was profanity from one of the hosts, well, which the, is the, not allowed. Well, so. the call, yeah, the caller, and because I heard it. Uh, both I didn't hear it live. I think I heard it play back on this show. The caller sort of, you know, David. She, was, she kept calling David Price sensitive, 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 and the caller made a David Price trendy Kuznarek reference. Yes, and she flipped out on the guy. Yeah, he got a little sexist about it. Which okay, so she lost it. But that's the only reason we dropped it was because of language. You know, we wouldn't have dropped. Well, I wanted. That. I wanted more of that. If you keep going. I, I don't. Don't swear next time. That would be a good thing. Uh, Michael's in Brookline wants to do talk about. He likes John Tomasi. Go ahead, Michael. Well, I love John's intelligence Ooh. and his thoughtfulness and the fact that when he discusses something, there is something behind what he's discussing. I disagree with him a thousand percent. 
um, on the angle that, that he takes because we're not politically, you know, on the same, you know, wavelength. I mean, as an example, the Samantha B thing. I think whether you're a Republican, oh, Democrat, let me finish. He's not Whether you're Republican, Democrat, conservative, liberal, male, female, any category you want to put yourself in, using the C word is, to me, a reason to get fired. Okay? It has nothing to do with trying to make a joke. It has nothing to do with it. It's like using the N word. There are certain words that when you use, you take the consequences and, and you have, it is what it is. But. I love the fact that John can at least try and intelligently have an argument from that point of view, as opposed to his weekend partner, who I personally think just spews the liberal side of things without any thought. No, and, Trini knows her stuff. She absolutely well, knows her stuff. Well, she might, as far as, but she can't, you know, in order to discuss something personally, I think, no matter what side of the coin you're on, you have to be able to look at the other side of the coin and at least play in your own mind devil's advocate and say, okay, from this point of view, I can see where that would make sense. I think that she can never do that. I, I think you don't do it, but you could. See, and, I, and I've I, heard, say, I don't and think I, I'm any better at and, that. And I've she. heard her say the exact same thing, looking at it both ways. Like, I, I would disagree on that. I think she slants a, a certain way for sure. Yeah, we both. But I've heard her say that. Let's wrap it up with Chauncey and the Cape. Our final thought on this before we move on to other things. Hey, Chauncey. I would just say to Tomasi that he should thank Kirk Minahan for allowing him on the show. I don't think anyone would even know who John Tomasi is if it wasn't for Kirk Minahan. Oh, if only that were true. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say there. That would be fine. That'll there are people that probably know you more for something that would else. Be fine with me than yeah. the Kirk and Callahan show. Yeah. He's a DB and he's a clown. It wouldn't do it. Oof. <laughs> those are two of my two of my good friends from this show. That'd have been great. Those are two. Those are two confrontations I do. We not, didn't think about do not that. Regret. We talk about the show today. Why don't we think about Dino and Tomasi? Well, that shilling phone call early on in Kirk and Callahan history was an all timer. where He swore right he off. He swore the bat. like three times right off the bat. It was. Incredible. And he hit me with every like right wing insult. I was a coward. He didn't use feckless, but I was definitely a coward. He called me a coward. John Tomasi make me sick to my stomach. You're a bleeping coward. It's like, oh come on. You're not a coward. I wouldn't say that. You're kind of a puss, but you're not a coward. Yeah. Uh, We were. I I was afraid of facing Kirk. That's Uh, why I'm here today. uh, My president is front and center when it comes to the national anthem in the NFL, and that uh, led the owners to make some decisions that have players upset, including. Devin McCourty, who is suggesting something I don't believe, but he's suggesting you'll we'll talk to Devin McCourty. We'll hear, hear from Devin McCourty and get your thoughts as well. Kirk and Callan with Mutt and Tomasi. Don't worry about it, Mutt man. Well, some in the media were critical this year about the decision to put Bon Jovi in the Hall of Fame. Would you care to comment on that? <laughs> yeah, about time. About time. That is uh, Barcelona Sports' Jerry Thornton. Man, we miss him. Hitting huh? the uh, really hard-hitting questions. That's not. I still think that Wesleyan lacrosse question a couple weeks back. We have that one, Kyle. That was worse because it was in the, it was the first press availability of the year. Brady's not there. Gronk's not there. Nobody knows what the hell's going on. Kern's asking about Brady. They're asking all the relevant questions, and right in the middle, it's. You see Wesley in lacrosse, coach. You must have happy about that. That that's actually worse. But that's Thornton. Thornton's ask. What's hey, he's, ask about uh, as long as OTAs? the wall is defended. That's what matters. 
Uh, it is uh, Kirk and Callahan. No uh, Kirk or Jerry. Guys back on Monday, I believe. Mutt and Tomasi here until uh, the midday guys at 10. Danny Ainge joins the afternoon show uh, at 2.30. Devin McCourty was one of the guys who spoke yesterday. He did not get asked a Bon Jovi question, but he was asked about uh, the national anthem rule. The, the NFL putting a rule in place where you have a couple options. If you're on the field, you will stand. If you're not on the field, you can hang out in the locker room. No harm, no foul. But when you're out there, you stand and respect the flag. That's vague, I understand, but I think we know what that means. Most of us do. Uh, Devin McCourty yesterday over at Gillette Stadium admitting he is not a fan of the new rules the NFL put in place. Blindside by that, getting the talks to the NPRs and everything like that. No, I'm not blindsided. Like, you knew something was going to come of it. Um, I wouldn't say surprised, you know. Um, I guess you would say more just disappointed at it. You know, I, I just don't think that was the right way to try to, like, lay the hammer down. Right. I just... I didn't think, you know, I think this is a, like the NFL's a, a group where, you know, you have owners and players, but it, it, it can work together. You know what I mean? So um, we'll see, you know, how that works out and plays itself out. So he's not thrilled with it. I mean, he, I think he went as far to call it dumb. Right, Kyle? We have that. Have you spoken to Robert Kraft about it or has he addressed the team right uh, No, no, we haven't. We've been, I think the team has been locked in on kind of like what we're in now. But we'll see. Do you, sense, do you get a sense that guys who weren't going to protest now maybe might do something? I think that's always a possibility. Like anytime something happens like that and people don't agree with that, I don't think, like you could take everything else out of it, you know, protesting and reasons and everything. Like some people might just say, I don't like the rule. Right. You know, so I want to do something to go against the rule. So, um, you know, I, I knew that was a possibility as soon as I heard the rule. Like, this is, this is silly. Right. Was that your, that was your initial reaction on the side? Just the, the yeah, this is just dumb. You know, I want to use the right choice of words. <laughs> This is dumb. This like is dumb. It. And he, he went on to talk about the right, you know, I thought about this word and this word. So he he is not a fan of what uh, the <laughs> NFL has done here. I, to go back to that middle, he doesn't, he doesn't like it, that's fine. I, I just don't, I don't believe that more players are going to protest because of it. I believe that players are going, if their protest is hanging in the locker room and not go out to the field, okay, fine. But I don't think people are going to go out there and purposely kneel down after the league put this rule in place. And by the way, I think it's dumb if the players do that. I would use the same word that McCourty used, John, because it's not the president. It's not the owners. We know from the Washington Post poll last week, 53% of Americans just recently said that they think it's never appropriate to kneel during the national anthem. So not so to read this entire thing. <laughs> Does that mean they're right? Well, they're, but it's, it's, <laughs> They could be wrong. Those are NFL. They can be wrong, but it's a majority of NFL fans, a slight majority, but a majority of NFL fans basically say, that they don't want to see that at football. And they so didn't not take only you the now, stand because it was popular, though. I mean, that's that to an extent. They, well, they knew they that took it was the stand, unpopular the, the, when they did it. Well, the the, the players did. Yeah. Uh, the, the 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 league took the, the 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 this stand, most recent stand, because the president was behind and he thought they'd get him off their back. Clearly, they won't. That was wrong. Uh, and and the Jerry wrong. Jones deposition uh, notes point that out. But the president standing by this because it's a winning argument for him because there are fan bases, more so and so in some markets than others, who are very passionate about this. And I think next year, the players who now know the rule is in place and still decide to kneel, they're not going to get a big cheer from the fan base in the National Football League. And, and it's a bad I, I will just them. ask you this. Does Trump actually want them to stop kneeling? 
No, I think it's pretty clear that Trump knows it's a red meat argument for his fan base. And he's got midterm elections coming up in November. And he was going to make a big deal out of this no matter what. And so my favorite part of the whole thing was the NFL's like, okay, if we give in to this maniac, you know, maybe he'll leave us alone. It's like, that's never, ever going to happen. Help me out. But, but hold on. But their, so their solution is, if you have something to say, say in the, stay in the locker room, which on its face is just absurd. Like, Why is it hey, absurd? Well, because it's, hey, people who were protesting the fact that you don't have a voice, we are now taking your voice away. And no, you no, can no, do no. it in private. Again, you're, you're but let me not just true. They're not finish. taking Hold the, on, hold okay. on. So the idea is you can go protest on your own time in your own space where no one can see you. Okay. And how does what is Trump's first reaction? I can't believe that some of these ingrates would, would not come out to honor our wonderful anthem. So there was always going to be a reason for him to highlight that these, by the way, mostly black athletes are not willing to stand and honor their country because nothing is more patriotic than mandated, coerced, forced patriotism. See, only going to go two ways for him. One, the NFL can put this rule in place and he will say things like he said, that everyone should stand, or B, two, whatever. Uh, They can say everyone has to stand, major fines if not, and then that way you can take the victory lap and say, see, the NFL changed their rules because of me. from Mike Pence, go to hell. To me, they they found a, which should be a happy medium. And you say they've taken their voice away. This is the part I just don't quite get, and I would agree with the 53% of Americans who talk about it's never appropriate to kneel or, you know, uh, turn around or whatever you're going to do during the national anthem. Their voice is still as loud as it ever was. In fact, I would argue in week one of the season, the players who stay in the locker room are going to be asked to address it the second after the game is over or the, the next media availability. And in that platform, it is a much more open space to talk about what your cause is and why you did what you did than kneeling down and taking away from whatever, John, that causes. Because for better or for worse, kneeling down during the anthem has now be- become its own thing, which is a different conversation, and your message gets lost when you still take that stand when the league has put it in place. So you say they've taken their voice away. Yeah, but I think no you have to way. you have to look at the motivations of the people who are decrying the kneeling, you know? And yes, there are some who are just patriotic Americans who say you always honor and respect the flag, but then there are others who are using it as we want to start a culture war. We want to inflame tensions between both sides. We don't actually want to bring people together. We want to drive them apart because that's how we stay in power. That's what turns my stomach about this whole thing. It doesn't come from an honest place. Well, hold it on, never Some of the, did. The criticism, the criticism in many cases from the top. E- hold on, but the criticism, the, the criticism of the actual issue also doesn't come from a real honest place because there are people, I'm not saying you're in this camp, the people that don't like the president that are hammering this the other way just because they want to make the president look bad. Like they don't really they don't nah, really they aren't see, passionate. The problem. It's they not- aren't passionate about the kneeling either way, but it's a way to be critical of the president this and say he's the, a dummy this is or like he made the a mistake. false equivalency thing that I hate with this administration. He does one thing that's so absurd and so far to one side, but you feel like you have to give it equal weight to something on the other side that is not the same. And that is not the same. People who are just criticizing him because they want to criticize him. This is a speech thing, and it's not patriotism. In the NFL, you know what I'm going to say. You know my line on paid this. Patriotism. Paid patriotism. They wrap themselves in the times. flag, Here but it's go. true. But Go-to it's true. Line. So the NFL has done this for years. They've created this monster where we want to be another branch of the military and all of that. 
and well, this is the price you pay now because that was never coming from an honest place, and neither is this. All right, so you you tell me what you would have suggested them do because nothing. Uh, McCordy said it was nothing. dumb. See, nothing. That because, that is the dumbest because if you, answer well, of all. It's not because, though, because next it was year, going away. No, it was not because yes, it ne- was next year there would have been players kneeling right off the bat, John. There, there that would have happened because the president and I admit this. The president is going to say something going into the year that is going to bother some of the players. That is a guarantee. You so, said it yourself. Okay, so Mid- you think- so when they kneel down that first time, the next day on Sports Talk Radio across the country, here's the response. Goodell and the league had six months to figure this out. They did nothing, and it's an issue again. You'd be front and center. How is that different? Front and center How on is that. that different from what's going to happen now, which is because the exact there's a rule same in place, thing. And if you, do, you, want, you dislike the way the league handled this, you stay in the locker room. Yeah, but simple. So there's and a then rule. you can talk about and it afterwards. Still going to make same, it a thing. Have the same podium you had before. Just like McCordy said, like yeah, I could see guys still doing it. Okay, so now where are you? You're in the exact same spot. It doesn't. Well, make now you now those players are going to get punished. Now you're flouting a rule that now, makes it worse. Now they're going to get now punished. Now you're no, punishing it, people it, for free speech. So the, so the league should continue to hear from their fans. They don't like something. Okay, and here in some markets more than other, Dallas specifically and Houston, they don't like the players doing this. And tell those owners, hey, uh, you know what? Sorry, guys. I would go back. We can't to help. That doesn't you. mean it's right. Just we can't because help. They don't you. like it. Doesn't mean it's but it's, right. It, it, it's it's not. It, I don't. It's not like, a charity. Like, it's know, a business. I don't they like think how it's many guns their business. there are in America, but I recognize okay, that but it that's is not a right. A, of people, in the, you know? in this case, we're talking about affecting a business's bottom line, and whether it's true or not, they believe. That ratings and in some cases attendance were affected by players kneeling, so they have uh, as a business, private business, they have the right to change the rules to try to fix that, which they did. And in this case, they also allowed the players some wiggle room to say, if you don't want to be out there for it, don't feel under pressure to be out there for but it. You but know if you're what out there, is? don't turn your back, don't kneel down. That seems pretty simple. This is to like me. a microcosm of how we talk about race in America, which is a bunch of rich white people say. We just want this problem to go away. We just want this to go away. We don't want to talk about this. They don't want to have the conversation. Well, in this case, their problem is that their fan. Okay, their fans don't like what's going Not on. Not all with their of product. their fans. It's 50-50, okay, fifty-three percent majority of Pretty fans. Pretty close. And in some markets, more than that. And I admit, here in New England, it's probably less, right? I know the, the Patriots who who uh, were kneeling down the first game got a, a handful of boos behind them, but it was not huge. But no. there are other markets where it, it means more. And Bob for Kraft whatever was reason. outspoken in that meeting that was leaked. Yeah, about, Wall Street Journal story. Yes, yes, about how this is awful and it's meant to divide us and all of that. That's why. That's what I keep coming back to. We have to come back to the motivations of a feckless... Shut up, feckless. <laughs> a, a feckless demagogue who oh, here we go. is inflaming a culture war. That's all this is about. That's the no, part it's not. That, See, that's what not, bothers me. No, it's not. It that's is, the, well, that's what, how it, this all started. Okay. Those sons of bitches, that whole thing, that's how this all started. Well, you shouldn't be playing. You shouldn't be there. Maybe you shouldn't be in the country. I mean, think about that. You shouldn't be in the country okay. because you want to stay so, in the locker room during the anthem. But if you don't love the country, suggesting you can love it or leave it. Ugh. Was my that's what my president is saying. He's also okay, <laughs> you can't even so, say that with a straight face. No, but face are, are you gonna are you gonna quote tweet it the way that uh, you know Ian Rapport and others did and say, oh, he's suggesting to deport players? You gonna say that? Is that what he's saying right there? No, get that but, son of a bitch off the field. You like he to said say that, that about Look another you. stuff? You want you, you want to say that? Yeah, but I mean, so I don't. You know, I don't need to go there. There's enough stupidity in his own words that you don't need to extend it to anything else. But if the athletes were really bothered by the injustices around the world, why would Trump calling them SOBs be the 
linchpin to them actually getting on the field and protesting. They should, should just want to do that, right? I mean, you yeah, said but that some Trump... of them were. I mean, some of them were. But then when you have a direct challenge, no, like but some that, of that, some of them were please. doing it, and they. I'll let you finish. But some of them were doing it. You would admit, and and were, were asked about their cause and really didn't know. It got muddled there at the yeah, end. Yeah, but that's it not became fair. An, it, There's... it became after when Trump spoke up and he was very at the next week. It was just an anti-Trump Then it thing. just became solidarity. Like, it was we're not going to be yeah, pushed which, around. We're not going to be bullied. So you don't care the fans so We're not going to allow someone it. to use us. This is the problem. And this is where, you know what? Mission accomplished, if you're him. Mission accomplished because you've got people now who are inflamed, and that's all he wanted. He is not a uniter. He is so a you, divider. So you would have done nothing. You, so after everything that happened, yeah, I would have let it lost run its money. Course. They'd let it ratings let were it, down for let the first it run half its of course the year. Because how many guys were kneeling at the end of you, last year? But you just told me that the president is going to use the midterm elections and use as one of his, you know, uh, it's going to be yeah, one okay. of his little wedges. So they, the league is now giving those players an option rather than stand out there and become a target of the president. You can stand in your locker room and still have the same impact that you would have had because you're going to be asked about it. Okay, you're going to have that same chance. Again, we're going to go back to these are people who are saying we're kneeling for those who don't have a voice. And your solution symbolically is to ghettoize us and stick us in the locker room where nobody can hear what we say. How is that a solution? The solution is to stop. Can you at least acknowledge? Can you at least acknowledge the optics of that? This is what we are fighting for. We, you know, those we, racial inequality, people who don't have a voice, police brutality, whatever. And you can agree or disagree with these issues, but they all they really kind of are summed up by we are trying to give voice to the voiceless. And the solution is take that act into a cave. We don't want to see but it's, it. You're acting. Like, and see, that's where we disagree. I don't think it's a cave. I think it's I, I think it's an, uh, another way for these players. McCourty disagrees clearly. Another way for these players to speak to whatever that platform is. And you said a bunch of different causes there, and those players have all knelt for those causes. You can still do that, and being in the locker room doesn't take away from your chance of doing that. It just, Except no one sees it. Doesn't, but it shouldn't be about the seeing and the kneeling down. It should be about what you are doing. We all agree on this, right? The kneeling is symbolic of should be a bigger thing. Whatever you are doing to yes. forward that cause. You can still do all that. Without the kneeling in front of the fans, I don't want to see it. Yeah, so, so the, you symbolism, just, the symbolic the value is gone. So you lose the symbolic power of the gesture. Okay. Because when you go back through history, you know, Tommy Smith and the, you know, the black power stuff at the 68 Olympics or Muhammad Ali or a lot of these people who have been proven right by history, by the way, and who history looks on a lot more, uh, you know, looks on a lot better than they did when it happened. Like, those gestures were powerful, and you're taking that away. 617-779-7937 is the phone number. Mutt and Tomasi in for Kirk and Callahan. Uh, one of our good friends, John Dennis, weighing in on today's show. We'll get to that and your calls next. And see in the morning. Mornings with Kirk and Callahan on Sports Radio WEI. Mutt here. Hey, it's Tony Maserati. Sports Radio WEI. Maggot. 93.7 The Maggot, right? That's what we're going with going forward. The Maggot! No Jerry, no uh, Minahan. The guy's back on Monday. Mutt and Tomasi in uh, a P1 of uh, 93.7 The Maggot. Not happy with the show today. John Dennis. Uh-oh. Who claimed that uh, he only listened when he tuned in for, was it, was it sports scores or weather or socks? socks. Oh, stop. I'm sorry. Yes. He accidentally once tuned in. Yeah, he, w- one time he tuned in, he heard stocks. Uh, Dino, this was, uh, I don't have a timestamp on this, but some point this morning. Started the car this morning, period. Radio was on, period. Heard D-Bag Tomasi, and he added John Tomasi on here. Yep. Whiny, shrill voice, period. All caps. Click. 
He bailed out because he heard your voice. Yeah, so I guess a few things that I would say to this. One, obviously, Dino's not listening because once he heard me, he turned it off. So he's not going to hear anything. I would say good morning, Dino. So uh, this is just, I'm just spitting into the wind because he's obviously not listening. Uh, There should be possessive on Jay Tomasi, to be fair. Jay Tomasi's whiny is not spelled with an E. I know he's a stickler for for grammar, so I want to make that clear. Is that true? Uh, Yeah, whiny is W-H-I-N-Y. There's no E in there. He hates spelling mistakes. Very critical people with their spelling mistakes on Twitter. And the other thing, Dino, I would say you are a feckless curmudgeon. Curmudgeon. Feckless curmudgeon. I think you can say that. And the last time we shared a show, you walked out, so... See you later. No one misses you. But he heard none of that because he's not listening But he heard none of that because he's not listening. So because enjoy, enjoy your day. Hey, Amen. Wow. wow. Dino and Tomasi a couple summer days this week. Summer, this uh, summer filling in. I, I, do, I do wonder sometimes, like, since we know that Kirk has all the power here and is the program director. Sure does. Uh, if he would ever decide, you know, as a form of punishing me, you know, push for me to do... Show with Dino. Well, whatever. Dino, I think Dino's done. Dino got lost in the shuffle. Yeah, here, wasn't Curtis, Dino supposed to be? Here it was this supposed week? to be a big reunion week um, that the program director wanted. It was supposed to be you on Tuesday, Dino on Wednesday, and Dino just like you bagged out. I'm not sure what his reasoning was, but gets decided not worth it. I'm not sure. Uh, I would yeah. consider fill-in work with uh, you guys. I thought guys so, but I guess not. Or... I would suggest that maybe you guys should have anticipated that outcome. Well, him more Perhaps. so than you. Him more so than you. I yeah, thought they, I made it he here really has, he has nothing to gain. Well, he and Kirk are, are talking more these days. I just assumed that that had you know they had back channeled it. And, and uh, you know what it is? That, they have a shared hatred of somebody. So you had said uh, that you me. you should you should have had your whole me. Tomasi come back to the show thing when the guys are here. Yeah, I think Dino's got to be here when Jerry is here because Curtis is right about this in her in her show stuff for a second. Kirk and Dino appear to be okay. They're definitely texting about certain issues. That I know is happening. It's the what G- is interesting about texting it's the Dino? G- it's the Jerry, the Jerry Dino thing. So Jerry's got to be here when Dino's back. Yeah, that was his partner. That's Not what's Kirk, gonna, you know, because that ended. Uh, oof, I, I I don't think he's. That, there's something there still. That would be good. That that I want to hear. I don't think it's gonna happen. I don't think John is interested in having it happening. But we can dream. Here at some point. It's too bad because I know he never listens. So yeah, I mean that's that's radio was radio it was super radio lucky. just happened super to be lucky on. today that he f- knew that I was it's on. Another thing the takeaway that I had from it was your animus toward Jerry. I, I I keep going back to the word disappointment. Yeah. Yes. Hatred. Okay. Hatred. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and he said, "Okay, hatred." Okay, like he hatred. basically admitted that yeah. there. So I guess do we should we give a stock report for John since he wants to stock? That's a good point. Actually, Couldn't do that. Yeah, another, another tricky day. You know what? The happened. job report today was fantastic. Sounds like president may have tipped off some of his rich buddies to play the market ahead of this announcement. It's just more a little more insider trading. But <laughs> You're an idiot. Yeah, no, that's actually true. He was tweeting about it how he had like tipped somebody off to it beforehand but the numbers were great today economy's humming yep so dino whatever your economy investments up, are jobless number is down yeah i'm sure he's investing in what samantha like, b is still calling Bacardi. the president's uh, daughter the c-word great yeah awesome yeah it's what a, good, a day good day to be an american i have one other patriots thing we're talking about the the anthem part of it this are the, the are the patriots fun this does nothing for me yeah because it's coming it's, it's coming from care. guys like cassius marsh it's coming from guys like lane johnson it is affecting the Patriots a little bit, and Curran wrote about this yesterday. Yeah, well, wait, it's coming from Brady They're, and Gronk. So well, that's at, at the, but that's but that's tied to Guerrero. Like that, I understand why it's not fun for them. They took that part makes sense. They took 
the Guerrero, their buddy away from them, their guru. Sounds like it's and more so it's, than that. It's but... made it tougher. See, I think it's just Guerrero when it comes to, to Belichick. Tom Curran's not writing. It's just Guerrero. When it's when it's other guys and the way they're responding to it, they're definitely seeing the response, the team and the players, or from Belichick to the team to the players. The way they responded yesterday, Dante Hightower, Devin McCourty, like, oh, of course, blah, blah, blah. winning is fun, winning is fun, winning is fun. They never respond to this stuff. So they, maybe you're right, John, they are sensitive to this. As I'm shrugging off that it's Cassie's March and Lane Johnson, the way they're responding means that they are reading this stuff and they're annoyed by it as an organization. Yeah, but the, but the reason this is a story isn't because of those guys necessarily. It's because Brady and Gronk aren't here and Brady has made it clear, like, if you believe Wickersham and you believe Curran, who I certainly do, both of those guys feel worn down that the atmosphere is just too, you know, I don't know what the word would be, overbearing, and that they're not having fun. That's kind of what it boils down to. So I think those guys are driving this story as much as these idiots who, you know, Lane Johnson, you're never here. Who cares? Cassius Marsh, you were here for like a month and you sucked. So... Nobody takes them too seriously. It's the fact that Brady and Gronk are missing that's giving this leg. See, I, I think those guys don't. Lane Johnson for sure. This is like dumb. Like so, so Brady they score one more touchdown. Lane Johnson says nothing. Right, they're the Super Bowl winner, yeah, so he goes and talks. He does. How it goes? Cassius Marsh doesn't. So Lane Johnson speak and say it's not fun. Then Cassius Marsh, who said he asked to got asked to get waived, but was not fitting in here. Whatever. It's sort of a. a vagabond NFL player anyway, he never feels empowered to say this. So then you're left with, you're right, Brady and Gronkowski. And to some extent, I guess, uh, Danny Amendola with the the be happy stuff. Yeah, you're free. But to me, that's easily brushed off as if Alex Guerrero were here, those guys would not be as anti-fun or anti-organization. Yeah, but how did Curran say in his story today? He said something like they were worn down to a nut. Yeah, so... That decision was at least in part tied to the fact that the atmosphere at work wore both men down to a nub in 2017. He's sure. talking about Brady and Gronk. So, so you, you think that? Oh, I think that, that atmosphere is being a thousand worn down percent is Alex only Guerrero. because of Guerrero. Okay, so or I'll, is it because you know Tom's not winning Patriot of the Week? I'll give you two. Again, I think that was a that was planted. That that would bother me because that was a Bill Belichick guy. Whether it was the you know, someone on the coaching staff or somebody in the training staff who leaked that to make Brady look bad. The whole Wickersham thing was a pro Belichick anti Brady sort of piece. So worn down to a nub. If you're showing up every day and you are Tom Brady, and the one guy you work with you can't work with anymore, you've got to go hide in a broom closet or go to that. That I would put under the wearing down to a nub. With Gronkowski and Kern did a great job reporting on this. He got pushed back from the training staff way back in training camp. Hannibal had written this story about Gronk doesn't look himself. Well, we we now know after the fact that he was sort of being mocked for going with the TB12 method, and so that would wear me down if I was told. There's just I feel really good. I want to work out a certain way, or I work with this guy, and TB12 is created with him, and I want either Gronk or Brady, and that guy's taken away. That would wear me down absolutely. I don't disagree. I agree that Guerrero is a big part of it, but I think it's an oversimplification and probably not addressing the problem head on to just attribute it all to that. We will see. Uh, Apparently, Mike Giardi is reporting this morning that Tom Brady has been seen at the bubble. Throwing with Julian Edelman, but not at OTAs. Whatever that means, uh, I don't. I don't know if that's still the, this is his only way until next week. Uh, in fact, he just tweeted. Guess who's been a semi-regular showing up at Gillette and working out in the bubble? Tom Brady. Who's he working out with in those throwing sessions? Julian Edelman. Yet still no OTAs, and that speaks to it's the only way I can get back at Bill for taking my binky away from me. 
I'm not showing up until next, uh, is it Thursday, June 5th? Tuesday. Oh, Tuesday is the next day I have to really show up. There's okay. like a three-day mandatory thing. So for all the people who said, he's not here, these stories about him being at TB12, they're not true, not true. He would never slap Belichick in the face like that. He's say, off okay, doing his own you thing. Say Dale. Well, he wasn't the only one, though. Okay. Yeah. I mean, he, was, he wasn't he was the only one. That. I know. Yeah. I know. I'm so, just saying you yell. I've heard, I heard you do okay, the segment. Okay, for week. Dale as on well. On the afternoon show, yeah. What is okay? What do we say now? He's in the bubble, working out with one player by himself. Oh, we well, there's the 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 animus between him and the team is definitely still there. That that's absolutely true. Uh, is he affecting the team negatively by not being there? I guess I wouldn't. I don't buy into that. I don't think there's a win or loss or a a regular season or playoff game affected yet by Brady not being there. But he, this is I completely agree. That's why he stated it was definitely not all family. This was fine. I'll show up when I have to show up. And that's it. But I don't think that I don't think your it's kind of like me in the morning. It's definitely true. But I don't, I don't think your <laughs> the way you just said that like for Madonna. I don't think a lot of people were disagreeing with it, right? Maybe people were saying it was a maybe not a big deal, but people agreed it was a story that Brady was staying away because Yeah, but the idea was he was well, mad no, no, at Bill no. and the organization. The idea was it was not as offensive because it, it's like if he were at TB12 and he were just within sight of the stadium but not attending OTAs, that would be a bigger slap in the face. Well, this kind of sounds like that. He's there, and he's playing catch, and uh, I'm sure they'll be asked about it. Uh, can they be asked about it today, Chris? Are they available? Are they Brady? No, oh, the team oh, yeah, itself. Sorry, I don't believe there's availability today, but I'll check. Uh, we will certainly keep an eye on that. Is uh, Mike Giardi reporting he's in and throwing. So it sounds like he'll definitely be there next week. And Gronk's getting a new contract, and he'll be there as well, and then I'll be right with the world, except for Lane Johnson. 617-779-7937. That is the phone number. I gave it out. I don't know what I want. We don't really need phone calls. We're good. What do you want to do when we come back? We've done everything. Curtis, Tomasi, what have we not done? Oh, I'm going to make a promise to the audience when we come back that better not be broken by you two fellas. Uh, what else? Anything we missed today? That's Curtis? an epic tease. I would say we could also get back into the LeBron James Cavs uh, J.R. Smith uh, meltdown, which we did at 6 o'clock. We did that very early in the show. It's probably worth uh, resetting and a whole bunch of other stuff between now and 10 when Ordway, Merloni, and Fourier join us. Because that ended... <laughs> Oof. I, I, I don't think he's... That, there's something there still.